spring everyone thank you for tuning in to belmont buzz i'm your host joanna jubilis senior multimedia journalist for the belmont citizen herald and wicked local belmont today we're going to be talking about some very exciting programs happening at our belmont public library here in belmont and with us to talk about these programs is the director of the belmont public library peter struzaro and as well as a, a very new member of the Belmont Public Library staff, Lauren Fender, who's Belmont Public Library's new coordinator of reference and public services. And also we have with us Catherine Bonfilio of Belmont Against Racism. So first, what I'd like you all to do is just go around and introduce yourselves. We'll start with you, Peter. Hi, Joanna, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, I'm Peter Struzero. I'm the director of the, the Public Library. Um, been in town for about six years, and this is my third community read, but I think it's our, our either our eighth or our ninth overall. So we're very happy to be here to talk about it today. Yes, very exciting. I'm Lauren Fender. Next. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and I'm the new coordinator of reference and public services here at Belmont Public Library. I've actually been here for um, almost, well, not quite two years, about a year and a half. I started as a technology librarian and then moved over to reference. Um, and I'm really excited to be part of this uh, community read in a very interesting time. Uh, it's been a real challenge, but also a real delight to be able to connect with people in different ways. And I'm Catherine, I'm Catherine Bonfilio, president of Belmont Against Racism, a nonprofit here in Belmont that's been around for 28 years. And I am uh, just so pleased to be on here today and to be working with Peter and Lauren. I have been part of the committee that has uh, helped with some of the programming, particularly around uh, the first book, Say I'm Dead. Oh, wow. So excited. So that's, that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today, which is this new kind of one book, one Belmont event that the library is having. This is an annual event that you've had, I don't know how many years now, Peter? Um, yeah, it's not quite annual. We usually do it every two to three years. So not, it's, it's a not community a read where you, you usually have one book that you get the whole community to read and you have events that um, coordinate with the book throughout the month. Usually is it throughout the month of March? It's not usually two months, right? Uh, it's usually one month it's not always the same month sometimes in the spring sometimes in the fall okay the last so one we did we was happening the this year is different and and you can explain uh why but i know it's two months it's already kicked off and i also know it's not called one book one belmont it's called better through books healing the community together right that's, that's perfect you got it so the last one just for a little context the last one we did was more of the standard one book one belmont it was october of 2018 it was the 200th anniversary of Frankenstein, of the writing of Frankenstein. So our book was Frankenstein. We picked one month, one book, and uh, we did 17 or 18 programs throughout the month. And that's that's the typical format for the community read. Um, so this time out, I, I was, uh, from the beginning, it was different because for the first time ever, um, the now retired Emily Reardon wasn't involved. And uh, Emily, Emily was the one who came up with One Book, One Belmont and ran it uh, successfully for a decade plus. 
So, um, so just to start, we had to, we had to kind of learn how to go at it without, without the legend. Um, so we started planning for this in the fall and I, I realized, you know, at the end of 2020 that we needed something to be a little different this time out. Um, we, every conversation that we had in 2020 all, all had the, the flavor of the same idea, right? That 2020 was a really hard year. Um, that there was a lot of things going on that have never gone on before. And, and a couple of different topics really rose to the top. Um, one was the focus on anti-racism, on equity, diversity, inclusion. Um, it seemed to me, especially that people in Belmont and people in Massachusetts, people that I know have been paying attention to this conversation in a way that I'd never seen before. And it seemed like people really had their hearts open and their minds open um, in a way that, that they haven't in a long time. And it seemed like it would be a total waste to not uh, take advantage of that, to focus on that important topic. At the same time though, um, every conversation you have in the last year has to do with COVID-19. Um, not necessarily just, just whether you got the virus, had the virus, need to recover from the virus, whether you lost someone to the virus, but all the other things that came as ramifications, you know, feelings of loss, feelings of isolation, of loneliness, um, of panic. Um, so and true. we realized that we, we really needed, wanted to focus on that as well. And, and all the positives on the other side of those things, the ideas of wellness, of um, opportunities for optimism, of building community, coping skills. Um, and I couldn't quite quite decide. I'd never done a one book, one Belmont with two themes. So my first call was to Catherine Bonfiglio, uh, Bonfiglio excuse me, who, who's with us today from Belmont Against Racism. And I threw this whole thing at her and I said, you know, I really, uh, I'll never be successful in this if Belmont Against Racism isn't involved and specifically you, you know, and if you want to think it over and let me know, she didn't want to think it over. Um, we had maybe two conversations on the phone and she was with me from the beginning. And then we, pulled, we, we pulled in Lauren who had just been promoted into her new role. And then we started building the, um, building the committee from there. And right away we realized that one book wouldn't work in the title, right? Right. So, so we came up That's with a, a new a new committee, which we still call the One Book One Belmont Committee, and yeah. then we came up with our working title through our process. So, how did you come up with the books that are part of this community read? I understand there are three books to go with the two themes. Yeah, there are. So, um, all the decisions were made um, by committee. So, we we built a strong committee of, of different folks that represent different, um, different community organizations, which was, is the typical thing that we do. But I pulled in a lot of new, uh, new faces and uh, new groups. And together we came up with the different books and the different, um, the different themes that we wanted to really focus on. And then the title. Well, who can tell me about the books? Um, yeah, maybe I'll ask Lauren to speak about them a little more in depth, but the, the three books, let's see if I got them all memorized. Um, Sam Dead is, is our keynote by E. Dolores Johnson, and she'll be speaking on the 30th of the, of the month. We have The Storied Life of A.J. Fickery um, by Gabrielle Zevin, and she'll be speaking in April. And there's two local authors that did another book, and now the title is escaping me of that book because I'm just starting to read it. So the um, sort of the third one for April is uh, called Opening to Grief, and it's by Claire B. Willis and Marnie Crawford Samuelson. They had spoken recently at Belmont Books uh, to a warm and, you know, warm reception. I think it went over really well and touched on these notes of healing um, and resiliency. I mean, it, it's, it's 
there is a lot of profound grief from 2020 and not in the ways that people normally think of grief. And I think this book really speaks to that. It's not necessarily about the loss of a loved one per se, about, but more about different ways of experiencing grief and how to um, accept and embrace those and move beyond, which I think was nail on the head for April's theme. I see. Did you say that they're local residents that wrote it or they're uh, just local? They are local. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, Claire lives in Jamaica Plain oh, and Marnie. Good. Yeah. Marnie lives in Belmont though, I believe. Oh, that's great. So, so will there, will there be an event where they'll be speaking as well? Yeah, so they are going to be doing a, a virtual author. Most of these events will be. Um, That's virtual. what I wanted to ask you. Um, let, which one of you wants to talk about these events uh, that are coming up? Highlight some of the events, and are they all virtual or any in person? Well, they are not all virtual, which is actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, March is mostly focused on it, mostly due to weather, of course. I mean, it's hard to plan with March weather. Um, but we have some really fun opportunities to be uh, in person in a safe and socially distant way in April. Um, oh, and, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so there's um, there's going to be a, two sessions of a nature walk through the habitat. Um, oh, nice. the first, yeah, the first one will be on April 10th. Um, it's led by a local um, health and wellness coach named Kim from Your Health Sense. And that'll be the first one's on the 10th. Um, meets in the morning. So Nice, bright and early, um, but daylight savings has already come and gone, thankfully. So it'll give a little more daylight there. And then the second one will be on the 17th that following Saturday. So it's a nice, slightly, it's about three quarters of a mile of a walk through habitat with some movements and some stretching and, and exercises along the way. And um, if April pans out to be a beautiful month, then hopefully we'll have great weather for those walks. I do hope so. Are there any other um, live events that you want to? highlight that sounds like a really good one those are kind of the biggest ones it's it's a tricky time of year I think to have things that are actually going to be in person so the vast majority of them are going to be on zoom but I think one of the things that we tried to maximize with the programs is um, choosing opportunities that are a little bit different than um, all of the talking heads that I think people see on a regular basis these days so, you know, we've got some really interesting documentary and film um, options that have been included for March, especially. Um, there was just last night, there was the Race Amity uh, documentary, which we have a copy of in the library's collection, if anybody wants to borrow it. And then there's also on this coming Monday on the 22nd, we're going to be doing a screening of the movie Loving, which had been very warmly received and is a story of the um the Loving versus Virginia, if I'm not mistaken, landmark That's correct. Supreme Court case um, about interracial marriage, which speaks directly to E. Dolores Johnson's experience in her life of, of coming okay. from a, an interracial background. Can, can we um, hear a little bit more, Catherine, about these events that um, have an anti-racism um, yes, uh, certainly. Um, uh, first, I want to just say Lauren just jumped in with both feet. You know, she was sort of new to this and she's done a fabulous job with putting uh, together some programs. So we had a program of uh, called Race, Justice and the Law um, that also can be found on Belmont Media if people want to take a look at it. Um, and, you know, we talked about healing. And of course, what we wanted to do with this part in light of the George Floyd and 
Arbery and Brianna Taylor is there's a lot of talk about lifting up the voices, particularly of, of people of color. And so that is what um, the library is doing. And one of those with the race, justice and the law uh, spoke about restorative justice, uh, about some of the intergenerational issues of trauma and, and doing restorative justice. And um, so that's been good. As, as Lauren mentioned, they had the race amnesty. I'm looking forward to hearing from Jared Walker. He's written a series of essays, uh, How to Make a Slave. A couple of them, I think, have been in The New Yorker. Um, he's a great writer. And that's coming up on March 25th. Uh, okay. as an author series. And, um, and of course, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, E. Dolores Johnson talk. It's really a memoir. And um, she, you know, there are issues for both her Black family and more specifically her white family, but also in a time when a lot of people are thinking about identity. You know, everyone's on you know, the sites to have their history and DNA looked at and whatever. I think this also speaks to all of us who look look for our own identity with our families. And so it has a universal theme, but it's also a theme because of anti-miscegenation laws. And, you know, she she's out of Indiana. There were some lynchings not that long before um, that happened in her state. So I think we get a little bit of the flavor of the history of America. Uh, and also a little bit of the history of about identity. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Peter, what else can you tell us about what's happening at the library between now and the end of April? Ooh, I think you might be muted. <laughs> Anything else that you'd want that you want to highlight on our show? Yeah, today? I'd love to highlight the members of the committee if I could just read through the list really quickly because sure. uh, this was very much a team effort. Um, I'll go, I'll go through quickly. So Catherine Bonfilio um, from Belmont Against Racism, Gail Gorman representing Belmont Books, um, Lixon Quinn from Belmont Chinese American Association, Dana Beckelman, Beckelman from the Council on Aging. Um, from the Belmont Food Collaborative, we had Vicki Slavin and Suzanne Jeanette. Um, from the Friends of the Library, we had co-president Maria Mombardi and Diane Kalopoulos. From the Belmont Gallery of Art, we had Rebecca Richards and Nadine Storer. Um, from the Human Rights Commission, we had Carrie Cartwright. Uh, and from, let's see, the Belmont Public Schools, Karen Duff, Janet Sand from the Belmont Religious Council, Lisa Giblerio from Belmont Wellness Coalition, Marianne Scally, who represented the Belmont Women's Club, um, Lauren and I, who acted as co-chairs for the committee, and uh, two representatives of our Board of Library Trustees, Mary Stearns and Elaine Alleygood. So um, very talented group. Um, of all women, of all women uh, besides me, um, I'm, I minded my P's and Q's and mostly did what I was told. Um, but I'd say that we weren't, we couldn't have been successful without such a great team. Um, one thing we did different this time around was we, we allowed multiple members of the different groups so that we could make sure we had a full committee meeting each time and gave members flexibility um, to come to one meeting and their counterpart could come to the next. And I, th I think it really helped us to flesh in on this program that's really a lot bigger in scale from the ones we've done in the past being two months and closer to, you know. I agree. It is, it is very different. And you have a very big committee. That is a big committee. Do you know if any other libraries in the area are doing anything else like this or is this unique to Belmont? No libraries do anything like us. We're, we're <laughs> one of a kind. 
no, um, a lot of our a lot of our counterparts in different towns do community reads as as well um, on a semi regular basis. I don't know of any that have done multiple books, multiple months. Um, the the uh, it's usually pretty standard. You know, you pick a book and that's your community read for three or four weeks, and that's what we'll return to as well. You know, one book, one Belmont is a a time honored tradition. Now we've got great branding around that name, and it means something to people in Belmont. And I don't plan to leave it behind, but um special situation required uh, special circumstances, special outcomes. So for this one, okay. we'll divert and do this kind of alternate programming. So is there a recommendation on when to read each of the books since there are three of them? And is there deadlines of when you should? As soon as you can get your hands on them. Um, I try to start with E. Dolores Johnson because she's coming um, in just a little while on, on March 30th. Um, we have many copies of all the titles, so they're, they're very available. You can request them by calling the library or going on the, uh, the app, the mobile app. You can also do it on your computer, on our website. Uh, there's many ways to get a copy of the book. So I'd say start with E. Dolores Johnson's uh, book called Say I'm Dead. And okay. then the, uh, the others, as soon as you can get your hands on them. Now, I know, I know it's been a year since the pandemic, and I know the library has... Um, been doing things a lot differently for the past year. You've adjusted with the times. You've you've kept everyone safe, your staff, your patrons. But um, we're not going to look back at the past year. But if you could just tell me what are things like now at the library, and uh, you know how will things be changing as things continue to get better? Hopefully, yeah. Um, one of the things that changed is we had to create a new dual focus on what's the most important thing we do. Previously, it's build community, you know, give out information, give access to books. And now there's a shared focus. Um, when we are able to have patrons back inside, it's keep the patrons safe. So once, once patrons are back in the library, which I hope to be in the coming weeks and months, um, you'll see people wearing masks and you'll see plexiglass everywhere. And you'll see stickers on the ground directing you in certain uh, walking patterns, as well as encouraging you to keep six feet distance. You'll see hand sanitizing stands all over the library, um, as well as uh, little pumps on public service desks. And um, you'll, you'll, you won't be able to see our smiles because we'll be wearing masks, but underneath them, you'll see a bunch of staff that's excited to have patrons back. But safety um, has become this new, this new great focus for all of us. So when will you make that determination of, of when to reopen? I'm making it now. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm finalizing some details now with my team. And um, I don't know that there'll be big changes in the month of March, but I'm hopeful that in April we'll have some news for you. Who do you, who do you consult with? Is it the Belmont Health Department that you consult with about what? Who don't, who don't I consult with? Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, consensus building, we'll say, but I have a lot of great communication, yeah, with Wesley Chin, the director of our health department, with Patrice Garvin, our town administrator, and her team, with Kathy Cohen, who leads our board of library trustees. We've got a lot of contacts with the Department of Public Health and the Center for Disease Control. We talk regularly with all the Minuteman library directors um, in our network, as well as contacts at the state, at the Mass Board of Library Commissioners. Um, I've talked to everyone except you, I think, Joanna, about it. So it's very much a team decision and uh, there's no shortage of opinions, we'll say. Well, but I'm hopeful okay. there'll be some, some good news coming out. Uh, yeah, well, that will be a big news story. Libraries reopening, woo! Um, 
Before we move on, uh, I think we have a little time to talk about some of the other programs uh, that Lauren is working on. I just didn't um, want to move on until you're, you're ready. I want to just ask um, if people want to learn more about this community read and the events related to it, um, do they just go on the Belmont Public Library website? Yeah, we have a website specifically set up for this. Um, I think it's one book, one Belmont.net um, that redirection. Oh, dot com, excuse me. If you go to Google and just type in one book, one Belmont, um, okay. all one word, it'll bring up it'll bring up the page uh, right from our website that you can go through. And it'll it'll give you a little bit of background. It'll highlight the different titles. And within it are links to the calendar offerings for both March and April. Do you need so, to pre-register for these events? Or do you, do you have to pre-register? Uh, it's, prefer, it's preferred, yeah. It's recommended, okay. <laughs> Catherine, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Anything um, related to your role or you know what, what's happening with Belmont against racism these days, anything? Um, uh, well, I would just wanna say, reiterate that I think it's really important. Uh, it would be really wonderful if lots of people uh, participate in these programs. I think the library's done an, 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 just a tremendous job putting them together. So just getting the word out would be huge. Uh, you know, I believe in this sort of pebble effect, as trite as it is, that you drop a pebble in the water and new ideas and uh, new ways of thinking about things go out from that pebble and from that ripple effect, and then it affects more people. And I think, you know, in this conversation, as uh, Peter mentioned, that more people seem interested in this past year uh, and more open uh, to talking about issues around uh, discrimination and race. And so I'd like to, you know, we need to seize that time. So I hope people participate. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that would be great. And uh, thanks. Laura, what, what else are you working on uh, in your new role at the library? What aren't we working on at the library? Um, no, that's the, the beauty and the curse of the library is we do so much. Um, and some of these are things that have been around for a while that people might not be aware of. We introduced a bunch of new online services. Uh, we upped the number of borrows in Canopy, which is a great um, film streaming service that we have. There's also a couple, well, there's Creative Bug, which is a new database for people to work on crafting projects, which has been um, really robust and well used. There, I'm trying to think, oh, we added in another TV streaming service called Acorn TV that's been going strong. If you're a big, um, uh, you know, Brit, Brit box sort of fan, you like a lot of British television or, or anything that comes from the UK, that's a great resource for that. Um, and then we've been trying to sort of come up with creative ways to move things onto the virtual, uh, the virtual world that we all live in now. So we have a monthly um, trivia night that's been happening since July. It's probably one of our best annual uh, program or monthly programs, I should say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a crafting one, which one of our new um, librarians had taken over and uh, has also proven to be quite popular. So finding ways to connect people in person and then, um, you know, with with materials if it's needed or in a collaborative and really fun way online has been really key mm -hmm. to the programming. And then we had some, speaking of collaboration, some really great opportunities to work with other libraries in the area just to bring some really um, notable, you know, high profile authors. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which we look forward to continuing. Um, since December, we've had, let's see, James Patterson uh, as an author, 
in conversation with Hank Philippi Ryan. Um, the same was true with Robin Cook, who's a doesn't have a new book coming out, but he's a prolific um, medical thriller writer. He's he's probably well known uh, for most people who read in that thriller genre. Um, Barbara Delinsky, who's probably better known for romance and stories about family and um, is also a, a Massachusetts native. So that was nice to have a, both a local and a famous author. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Reich was in February as well, who is a well-known economist and um, served as the Secretary of Labor under Clinton wow. in the Clinton administration. Oh, yeah. really? Lawrence glossing past this, Joanna, in her first two months on the job, she she brought the two biggest authors to the Belmont Library that we've ever had in the library's history. James <laughs> Patterson, Robin Cook, who sold like 400 million uh, books. That's you know, so great. Easily the well, two biggest authors that we've ever had for events, uh, all under Lauren's Lauren's tenure in the first in the first few minutes. <laughs> Will you be planning any more um, live events? It sounds like you're focusing a lot on, on virtual, but um, as things continue to get better. Yeah, um, as, the, as, the, as the weather gets better in particular, we'll be doing more. So there are a couple of um, events. Well, you say weather because you prefer outdoor. You don't think you'll be doing anything indoor. That's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in due time, I, I can't wait to have the patrons back in the library, but um we're going to we're going to do what we need to do instead of what we want to do we're going to focus on safety and on all the rules and regulations and once we think we have a model in place where we can do events safely in the building then we will but as the weather is turning you know we'll start to get outside as much as possible and work with our partners in the rec department to see what outdoor spaces in town we can we can Good. utilize Good. Um, in the meantime is your library staffed are people in the building working they sure are every day uh, happy to take your phone calls, happy to answer emails. We've got a virtual chat uh, that was set up during the COVID uh, closure last year. Uh, and we're also doing right now pickup of materials at the windows um, for several hours a day. So yeah, we're fully staffed. So before we wrap up, why don't we just talk a little bit more about these April events that are planned around the Better Through Books Healing Community Together. So we've got a lot of, I mean, with the, the theme of being wellness and, he, and healing, I think we've got a lot of different levels of opportunities. And there's, as we mentioned earlier, some that will be in person, being able to get out and move on the nature walks. There's two sessions, one on April 10th and one on April 17th. It'll be a really fun opportunity to sort of connect safely with people in person. Um, also, if anybody's looking to sort of build on their knowledge of wellness and resiliency. We partnered with the Wellness Consortium, which is a, a small group that started in Arlington um, for a two-part workshop that's going to be on April 1st and then the 8th, which I think is going to be a great opportunity to focus on self-care, um, self-compassion, and, and what it means to be resilient in these times. We're sort of on the, the other end of it, right? But it's, it's going to be a great opportunity to build those skills. Um, and then, I mean, we have the... the it's hard to choose just a few. So I'll go through the rest, which is um, the author talk with uh, Claire Willis and Marnie Crawford Samuelson is going to be a great opportunity to sort of see how those fit in with processing grief. And then a panel discussion, um, which will be on the 26th, which is about processing trauma and harnessing resiliency. And that's going to be um, really great. One of the uh, Lisa, who's on the, the committee from the Wellness Consortium in Belmont, 
did a great job of selecting some great panelists for this to speak to uh, how we do these things and how it affects our children too. So really being able to bring in the whole family for these discussions about what it means to be resilient and to heal um, during this time, because the kids obviously have had a very challenging time um, with school being shut down and having to shift to a virtual environment there. Um, And then the big one, of course, is Gabrielle Zevin, who's a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, She currently lives in California, but the beautiful part about virtual world and virtual programming is being able to talk with um, somebody who's so well known for a much beloved book that came out um, 2014, but it's been optioned for a film which should be forthcoming in the next couple of years. And it's a story about both dealing with trauma and and tough times and also finding a lot of hope um, and the love of books. So you certainly cannot go wrong with, with that trifecta. Very good. Thank, thank you for going through all those events. And this is exciting. It's, it's like a Belmont Library, you know, community book club, <laughs> you know, people have the opportunity to be part of. So I, I really think it's, it's exciting. And I'm glad that you all were able to come on the show to talk about it. And I'll be sure to keep spreading the word. People, there's plenty of things to do. And spring is here. And the sun is shining. Let's hope it continues to shine. And, you know, hope is in the air. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. The great thing, because it is, it's it's healing the community together. That's what it's all about. We all need hope. (laughs) Well, thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for, for coming on the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to check out these really great events at the Belmont Public Library. Read the books and heal. That's what it's all about. Time to heal. Buzzing off for now.